Morning, everyone. How are we all this morning? Find yourself a comfortable spot, and I'll be as quick as I can. I believe I've got about five minutes, so as I was worshipping, I just felt God say, stick to the script, so <laughs> let's make sure I stick to the script. So yes, I'm Tricia. Um, you quite often see me hanging out in the corner there with the hospitality team, but more recently I have stepped into uh, getting involved in healing on the streets. Um, I could easily stand here and probably talk to you about the variety of stories and encounters that we've had on the streets. And I'm not belittling those. They are absolutely powerful God encounters that are happening on the streets. Um, but I do only have five minutes. So I have really prayed about it. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about um, what I've described as the war that um, I'm working on. So this is by no means a fait accompli. But I've done a, a picture of this. This was a picture that I got... Um, really when I was praying about whether I should get involved in HOTS um, and I was just sitting at my dining room table praying, reading a bit of the Bible and I got this picture in my head and I started trying to write it narratively and I couldn't and I'm by no means an artist as you can tell um, but yeah, essentially what I got was the wall in my head I saw this huge wall it was red, it was dark, it was you know, proper red brick wall so I know that's not red brick but it is a proper red brick wall in my head and on it was this banner that said, unbelief. What we had here was actually the whole of the AV family um, in front of it. And behind it there were the sick, the lame, the broken and the lost. And we, it wasn't just me, it was we were saying, and we were looking to the leadership, which were represented by Nick and Chris here, how are we going to get through how are we going to get through this? How are we going to get to them? What is it that we need to do to get out there and get to reach the lost and the broken and the lonely? And what Chris and Nick were doing is they were kind of tapping into heaven here and they started equipping us with what were sledgehammers, which I thought was interesting. But then I noticed that on each sledgehammer, there was the word faith and there was this little label there on each sledgehammer that said faith. So Chris and Nick were equipping us, the whole of the congregation, with sledgehammers of faith. And what we started doing was we started then going up to our brick walls in our lives. And we weren't like demolishing the whole thing, which is in our heads. We think, yeah, just break the big, great big wall. Uh, 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 it was like one brick at a time. We were going up, picking up one brick in our lives, putting it on the floor, getting our sledgehammer of faith and then smashing it and smashing it. And as that was happening, as you can see around the wall, it's, you know, the, the, the enemy doesn't want us to do this. So there is a bit of pressing in. But as we continue to do this, the next picture I got was that the, the wall was rubble. And what was happening is that we were starting to clamber over that brick wall that was in front of us. And we were starting to reach the sick and the lame and the broken and the lost. And gradually the whole wall just became rubble. But it was just us doing one little thing. We were taking one brick and smashing it, but then going back and getting another one and another one and another one. So really, all I really wanted to do today was just kind of talk a little bit about the wall and just actually get us to think about, well, what is that for you? Because I think that for each and every one of us, our walls are different. There can be some things that are the 
kind of the same, that they will be unique to us. So things like sickness, loss, divorce, addiction, all of those things, we will have experienced those either in our own lives or we will have experienced them in the lives of others. But for each and every person, that will have been a unique experience and it will, by no means would be an easy thing to have dealt with. And I think sometimes what also happens is that what goes with sickness, loss, divorce and addiction is that in front of that, that's our wall, but in front of that can be a really deep pit of pain and suffering and heartache and despair. So we have a real kind of an emotional battle that goes on in all of this as well. And it's really easy to say, where are you, God, in all of this? Where are you now? You know, where are you in the midst of all of this suffering? And I think that's what I'm saying here today, is that I haven't got this sussed. I can truly understand that deep and dark suffering is not an easy thing to contend with, and it is really hard. But what I think is when I read the Bible, that's when I get inspired. And what I see in the characters in the Bible is that it's not so much what it is that they're dealing with, it's how they are dealing with it. And that's the challenge, I think, is sometimes we want to do things in our own strength and in our own knowledge. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely believe that God partners with us and works with and through us. You know, we have to do some stuff in order to let his kingdom come. That's without a doubt, for sure. But I do think there is also something about getting to the end of our own personal resources and then letting God take over. It is a little bit like driving a car and then getting to that point where I'm just gonna like let go of the steering wheel. That's kind of a scary thing to do. But I can absolutely testify to that in my life and my walk with God is that when I started challenging my label of unbelief, and my label of unbelief was that God doesn't heal in the West, I have kind of read lots of encounters of healing, but generally speaking, they've not been in the UK. They've been in Africa or some other um, far-flung land. And I absolutely convinced myself that God doesn't heal in the West. And I can testify to the fact that on the streets, God is healing people. And I would also suggest that in some way, shape or form, he has met with every single person that has sat on a chair on healing on the streets, without a doubt. There have been healings, amazing healings. We've seen backs healed, we've seen legs grow out, we've seen all sorts of things happening. But also his presence has been there and people have had an encounter with God. To the extent that we've had people say, what is healing? What is prayer? Who is Jesus walking through Ashford High Street? And they've heard about Jesus as a result of sitting on a chair. So yes, I'm going off script, pardon me. If there is anything we can learn from the scriptures is that when we've got to the end of ourselves, when there's nothing left, when we are at the end, that's when God shows up. So we can't heal. We can't heal in our own strength. We can't save ourselves. That's not something we can do, but God can. And we can't fix others. That's my classic. I love fixing other people. But we can't do it. But God can so my question today is, what is it that you are believing about God that's actually what we would describe as an untruth? It's not a true thing 
about our Heavenly Father. It can be a simple thing like he's boring, he's irrelevant, he's untrue, he's distant, he's weak, he's cold, that I don't belong to God's family, that he doesn't heal, that he doesn't care. But actually today, I think it's really just a message about reminding us that actually our God is faithful. He is our rock. He is our salvation. (laughs) He is the light. He stands for truth. He stands for justice. He is noble. He is worthy. He is beautiful. He is creative. He is new. He is life. He is most of all faithful to us when we are in the midst of our suffering. So even when everything around us is crumbling, just like, say, Job in the Bible, it is God who says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. In Matthew 11, verse 27, he says, Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me and I will give you rest. He doesn't say, okay, some of you, come to me. He's like, all of you, all of you, come to me and I will give you rest. Let me teach you. So don't look always to others, but look to Jesus first. Look to God first. Let me, not me, Jesus, teach you. (laughs) Because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. So let's just take a minute to ask God what you are believing that's not true, and let's give that up to him in exchange for his truth. I'm going to pray, and then we can worship some more. Let's pray. So Father God, thank you that you are all truth, and that all truth comes from you. Thank you that you love us so much, that you sent Jesus to make a way so that we can be close to you once again. We can be reconciled in our hearts with you. We can be close to you, Father God. So we just want to take a minute in our hearts and our souls just to ask you to reveal to us, what is it that I'm believing that's not true? What is it that my heart yearns for on the other side of that wall that you are calling me to? Father God, and just help me to lift up that unbelief back to you and say, I'm sorry, Father God, I'm sorry that I believe that. I give it to you, I lift it to you, Father God, and replace it with what you have planned for my life. Fill me with that inspiration. Fill me with what you have planned for my life, Father God, and let me worship you in spirit and in truth today. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.